Welcome back to Hong Kong. Did we actually finish up on me going to Japan last time on the Red Dead one? Did we actually say, what are you grateful for? And I said, oh, I'm going to Japan. <laughs> I was like, let's play it back and find out. I'm grateful that I'm going on holiday next week. I'm going to my cousin's wedding in Tokyo. I'm going to have an exciting Japanese adventure. There you go. I'm going to have an exciting Japanese adventure. And now I'm back. Did you? I did have an exciting Japanese adventure. Yeah, it was great. I was gone for what, just over a week? Tell me about it. Oh, I was saying I felt like I'd been gone like a month or something. It was amazing. I did all this stuff. Did all this stuff. You can check it out on my blog. <laughs> yeah, I have a personal Tumblr as well that I just post photos of my lunch on. Are you going to market it? You can, this is the time. Okay, are you going to market it? Well, I'll put it in the show notes. You can see what I did in Japan. Actually, well, because it's a public blog, actually, it's just no photos of people. It's just scenery and lunches. But yeah, it was exciting. I had a great time. But you get to see what Sir Michael sees. You get to see what Sir Michael sees. You get to see what I've been eating. And other things now. Oh dear, yeah, I did so much stuff. I did so much stuff. Lots of cultural things, lots of gaming things. Collect your thoughts, because you only get three. Since I should mention three things that are related to gaming, because it's a gaming podcast. So, crazy shops full of retro games, as in literally shelves covered in Famicom and Super Famicom and N64 and other old gaming systems including randomly a virtual boy i played a virtual boy it was actually quite good i mean the oculus is better but still interesting i've never actually used one before how do you interact with the virtual boy you just shove your face in it there's a controller underneath it and really it would make sense for it to have headphones but it doesn't it is just like blasting the sound outside so it was playing some 3d wario game well actually really obviously it's a 2d side scroller but it's kind of pseudo 3D and you can jump into the background in some places and stuff. How much was that? It wasn't for sale. It was just, a, it was for display. I don't know how much it would be to buy one. Do you know what's tragic? Richard, who you know, our friend Richard, had a virtual boy and he just threw it away. Oh, that is. Yeah, that's that tragic. Is. I know. And I was like, you should have told me. I would totally have kept that thing. Because the thing is, you know, his family used to have a computer games import business. So he used to have loads of this stuff just lying around. Tragic. He threw away so many things that, you know, oh, very sad. Anyway, number two, arcades, crazy arcades full of random, random stuff you don't get. Like those claw machines, you know, the ones that are complete scam. Well, I say a complete scam, but anyway. (laughs) That means you're not very good at them. (laughs) No, they're a complete scam. At least... At least in the West, they are rigged to lose until a certain number of plays, and then they will win. Well, no, you can still lose, but at least the claw will grip with full strength. And I actually don't know if the ones in Japan are the same, but certainly seem to lose an awful lot, I can tell you. But everyone was playing them. Madness. Are you clawing for the same stuff? You know, all the machines have, like, one thing to catch. So, like, we were playing, me and my cousin randomly started to go and he was trying to catch a Snorlax for his wife and we literally must have spent like 15 quid on this machine probably more actually probably more like god geez I'm just thinking about it now how much did we spend on this machine anyway we didn't catch a Snorlax we didn't win we we picked up very many times and 
the claw would pick it up and then be like, oh, sorry, I was too tired and just like drop it before it got to the hole. Yeah, we did not win the Snorlax. We spent a lot of money. The thing is, it's Japanese yen. It's all like funny money. Like, sorry, tangent. You know, instinctively, you've got some notion of how much a pound is worth. Yeah. So if you saw something that was five pounds, let's say you went into to an arcade and it was like five pounds, three goes in the score machine. You'd be like, uh, no. But now I think about it. This claw machine was 500 yen for three goes. That's like a fiver, practically. Yeah. But 500 yen is like, oh, it's 500 yen. What's that? That's fine, right? No. It's nothing. <laughs> but, well, you're in holiday and, you know, you're like, la, 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 500 yen. Yeah, sure. It's a coin, right? It's like a five pound coin. I was going to say that's because you're so Mike, but I can relate. It's unfortunate. That says something about me rather than you, I guess. So I don't know how much we, oh, and also the, the even wackier thing is you don't have to pay with cash because Suica, which is like the equivalent of oyster or octopus in Hong Kong, the machines all have Suica readers on them. So you can just go and scan your subway card and it will just be like, bing, here's another three goes. And all the arcades have that. I mean, I don't know if they had that last time I was in Japan, which is a few years ago, but. All the arcade machines have that now. You don't even need change anymore. Could have just gone to buy a Snorlax. <laughs> Seriously, probably would have been cheaper just to go and buy a Snorlax. Save your time as well. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's fun. It's fun. The drama. I took some photos and you can see like the anguish on his face as the claw drops the Snorlax for, like, you know, the umpteenth time. And then loads of other crazy arcade machines that I've never seen as well. Because arcades are like dead in the West. You don't get them at all. So... I don't know if arcades did exist in the West, we'd have these machines, or if it's just a uniquely Japanese thing, but like networked arcade machines and people playing like a MOBA game and there being like a separate arcade cabinet to coordinate all the other arcade cabinets or something. Who's coordinating? Well, I, I don't, I don't understand it because it was all in Japanese and I was very confused and I think I probably have to do some background reading to comprehend exactly what I was looking at. But for example, there was a game called Wonderland Wars, which appeared to be a MOBA, and you had some sort of puck for like controlling the scrolling, and you had a pen essentially to draw on the screen to control your character and control your abilities or something. I don't know. I didn't play it because I was too intimidated to have a go because I didn't want to accidentally like join a group match and then really suck and have like a bunch of angry Japanese salarymen wailing on me with their briefcases because literally it was also like it wasn't teenagers playing this game it was literally guys in suits with like their ties undone after work playing this game well depending on what day you went like if you went during the day it was like college kids and stuff but you know i went in in the evening one time and it was a bunch of salarymen playing but there was a separate machine called wonderland library that appeared to be somehow coordinating all the others like you could use it to decide which match you were going to join or something and it had like some overview of the other games that are going on i don't know I have to look into it. So, arcades, but not as we know them in the West. No pachinko. Oh, I didn't go to pachinko. There was loads of pachinko piles too, but they're a separate thing. Yeah, patchy slots. I walked past many of them. And, you know, when you walk past and you get too close and the door opens and there's like blast wave of sound just comes pouring out so loud. Yeah, I didn't go in. I have gone in one in the past and attempted to play and just been too intimidated and confused because like the minimum spend was basically like a tenner. And it's like, I don't want to pay a tenner for some game that I don't understand. You know, I would essentially just be throwing a tenner away. And it's like, I don't really want to do that. But I played loads of rhythm games and stuff randomly. I used to really like rhythm games. I used to play DDR. But not your traditional rhythm games, hopefully. Well, I was playing, 
I can't even remember the name of it. There was some weird one that was like a piano keyboard, but it was tracking your hands. So you had to like get like airtime. Like I was watching some guy playing it at first and I was like, oh, he's doing this really theatrical stuff with his hands. I wonder why he bothers. And then when I actually played it myself, I realized the game requires you to like be waving your arms around like you're conducting it and like putting one hand over the other hand and doing all this other funny stuff, doing air piano and things like that's actually part of the game. And I was like, oh, this is weird and confusing. What are you playing though? Are you playing dance tunes? We're going off on another massive tangent here, but sometimes it's dance tunes, sometimes it's like classical tunes, a lot of the time it's J-pop. The games update all the time, like they put new tunes on them, or they put like event tunes on them, and actually says like, event, these tunes are new this month. So the arcade machines will be constantly updated. So we played Taiko Drum Master, which you're familiar with then, where you've got, you know, the giant drum and you've got to hit it like, and I want a video of you playing that. Well, it was me, my cousin, and his wife, who was Japanese, so she could read it. And she was like, oh, event tunes, you should do this one. And she selected it for us. And it was the Breath of the Wild theme tune, like the Zelda Breath of the Wild theme tune. So like, you know, this is the most inappropriate tune to be playing Taiko Drum Master to. So we were there with like these massive drums, like, dong, 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 trying to play it to the Breath of the Wild theme tune. It did not go at all. And it wasn't really fun either, because you want like a really thumping rhythm but still interesting and bizarre. So for that month, one of the special tunes was the Breath of the Wild theme tune. That's only two. Sorry. Number three will be really quick. Is it possible to play DDR in Hong Kong? Yeah, there's some places that do DDR in Hong Kong. Can we go one day? Yeah, we can go one day. I don't know if they've got a new machine though, because they had a new DDR as well that I'd never seen. It was like Dance Dance Revolution, like Alpha or like a big A or something. I did play it. I didn't recognise any of the tunes. I was really confused. I want to witness someone good in real life. Oh, I'm not good anymore. And be mentored. They seem. They also seem to have changed the rating scale. Because back in the day when I used to play DDR, 10 steps was the most complicated. So they were rated on a rating of like 1 foot to 10 feet. And I used to be able to do... I could reliably do 8. That I could do some 9s that I practiced and I couldn't do a 10. So that's like my level of DDR skill. The rating scale seems to be different now. Because when we were playing... Again, it was me and my cousin, and my cousin's wife was watching and, like, giggling. And then for the last song, he was just like, lol, lol, and he put mine up to the maximum difficulty, which was, like, 13 or 14. And I was like, I thought it only went up to 10. And it was just so... I, I just couldn't do it at all. And my brain actually had, like, a seizure. Because the arrows usually are all one colour when they're on the beat, and they're a different colour for offbeat, like, you know, in between. And a different colour again for, like, third of the beat. And... I saw colours I'd never seen before. They were like fifths and eighths and like 20 seconds of the beat and stuff. And I was just like, what is going on? So yeah, I failed hard on that last song. But maybe DDR players now have just achieved a whole new level of difficulty. Maybe it's just exceeded 10. I didn't actually see anyone Japanese playing DDR. So it's probably just gone out of fashion there. Everyone was playing that game with the air hands, basically. Mai Mai was still quite popular, which I enjoyed. What's Mai Mai? It is a game with a circular screen and buttons on the edge of the screen, and things come out of the middle to the edges. And, it, and again, it's another rhythm game where you just tap it with your hands, but you've got to do like weird swipes and stuff. It, it's really fun. I, I did play it a bit. But I forgot my... Oh, sorry. See, we've just gone on off another tangent now. I forgot my like save game card, because all of the machines have a card reader, and you can use it to save your progress. And I actually have one of these cards for saving my progress on my mic because I played it quite a lot 
the last time I was in Japan, but I forgot the card. I completely forgot to bring it until I got to the arcade and I saw the My My Machine with the card reader. I was like, oh, geez, I forgot my 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 card. You mean it's still in Hong Kong? It's still in Hong Kong. I know where it is. It's in my bedside table. Did you get a new one? No, I didn't get a new one. I, I didn't play enough this time for it to be worth it anyway. I, I only played a bit. Your third? Yeah, so the third random thing, I'll keep it short this time. Mario Kart, real life Mario Kart. Really? Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, I think it can't be called Mario Kart now because Nintendo sent them a cease and desist. So it's Mario Kart. And I unfortunately, I couldn't do this because if you have a UK driving license, you have to get an international driving permit from the AA before you go to Japan to be able to do it. Because you need a driving license that's valid for Japan. And some countries, they'll just accept your national driving license. But other countries, UK included, you have to get an international driving permit, which is actually easy to get. But you just have to write to the AA and say, I want one from this date to this date. But you can literally go to this Maricart company and they will give you a costume. Well, you can choose. You don't have to wear the costume, but they have on hand costumes like Yoshi costumes, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach. Would you have been Isabel? Could I have been Isabel? Oh, I don't know. That would, Yeah, that would be amazing. I could channel my inner... What kind of dog is she? I don't know. Channel my, my inner adorable puppy dog. Yeah, and then drive around Tokyo. So yeah, you literally dress up and then they put you in a go-kart and you can just drive around Tokyo in a go-kart. What about weapons? No weapons, no weapons. I think they're already on thin ice because you're not wearing a helmet or anything. You're following a guide as he just drives you around Tokyo in a go-kart. And it's literally like Mario Kart, like you start out in a grid. So you're like driving two by two, following after this guide. You're obviously not really supposed to race because you are literally just driving on the streets of Tokyo in costume and everyone's looking at you going more crazy gaijin doing the mario kart thing because i think it's pretty much exclusively foreigners who do this but it did look really cool and i saw it i saw it a few times just walking around tokyo and like a load of go-karts just buzzed past welcome to lost levels club welcome to lost levels club i have with me tonight sir michael hello and myself tingathy are we book club for games we are sometimes, but not today. <laughs> today we are going to talk about E3. Pre-E3. Pre-3. Oh, so many things I want to say, I don't know how to begin. So that's coming this weekend. It's coming this coming weekend, provided I managed to edit this episode in time, which I better do, because there's not much point in having a pre-E3 chat post-E3. My plan for this is... We would go through the platform holders, the publishers, and then we'll have another section and try and raise some excitement for this. But Sir Michael doesn't believe in excitement anymore, nor for prizes or anything. So, I don't, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting ride. Interesting ride. Are you excited? After some effort, yes. After some effort. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what's happened to me. I'm trying to think in previous years I've been excited about E3. I think E3 just seems to sneak up on me because I'm thinking... Oh, yeah, it's a fresh new year. And then I was like, no, it's June and it's E3. And it's like half the year's gone already. Oh, okay. Right off the second half. It's too late. When they announced Twilight Princess, excited? Was I excited? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember back. F- <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> far back enough. Fine. Okay. Th- well, was Breath of the Wild announced at E3? 
when when they actually showed it for reals running, not just this is your horse and it avoids trees, but when they actually showed it for realsies, that was E3, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know either. I've forgotten. We can move on. <laughs> I'm going to start. So I've done them in the order of the schedule. So there's no favoritism here. So we'll start with Microsoft. Which will be showing on Sunday the 11th of June. 2 p.m. Pacific type PDT. What's PDT? Pacific Daylight Time, is it? Presumably, yeah. Whatever. At 9 p.m. GMT. Do you mean GMT or do you mean BST? I mean GMT. Oh, proper. This isn't going to be, we're going to cover every damn thing for E3. We're just going to cover things of note and hopefully draw out some things that Sir Michael's interested in. When you say things of note, you mean things that you've noted down, right? Because I've been on holiday and I haven't done any of the prep for this at all. Yes. Since I'll guide you, it's fine. Don't is, is there Crackdown 3? Yes. Is that is. Microsoft? Yes, that is. I have no idea I should be excited for Crackdown 3. I remember I liked Crackdown 2. No, no, wait. Crackdown 1. The one that you can jump really high. And I mostly enjoyed it because you could jump really high. That's all I really remember about it. I never finished it. We can start with Crackdown 3. Oh, that's all I have to say about it. You can jump really high. Wasn't this supposed to be a launch title or something? For the Xbox One. I remember them talking about all the cloud computation and destructible buildings and blah, 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 blah. And it never happened, obviously. Well, it's, it, it will happen. It will happen. But now it's going to be using the power of the Scorpio instead. As well as the power of the cloud. Imagine that. Garbage. Marketing garbage. But we can talk about the Scorpio. Yeah, so now it's the official announcement of the Scorpio. Do you think they're going to give it another name? I didn't think about that. Because when they say the official announcement of the Scorpio, I imagine that means... It's going to go from being called the Scorpio to something more marketable to a non-hardcore gaming fan person. They have to follow the the, sk- the naming scheme they've created for themselves already. <laughs> the Xbox Two. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. People's careers are at stake. Marketing people are putting their careers on the line with this one. They're shitting bricks. Oh dear. They, they obviously can't call it the Xbox Two. Because it's not incompatible, the Xbox One. Xbox One Plus. One S. One, they've already used One S, haven't they? Oh, they've shot themselves. S Plus, then. S Plus. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just... Because it, it's bigger. It's slightly bigger. That's what iPhones have taught people, right? Or it could be... Oh, they can't even use 4K because the One S was 4K. <laughs> Imagine if they called it the Xbox 4K. That would be really confusing. It's like, so our numbering went Xbox to Xbox 360 to Xbox One to Xbox 4K. So we've gone implied one to 360 to not implied one to 4,000. Anyway, they won't call it that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to be the main announcement, the new name, and then a load of gameplay footage showing how much better it is. And obviously a price. Everyone... Needs a price and a... Yeah. So, my comment here was that although Microsoft are going to create something quite impressive, I think, on the hardware front, they don't make games. They don't make games I care about anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't make games you care about. They totally make games. Well, it depends what you count as them making games is. Like, is Age of Empires? That was actually Microsoft Game Studios, wasn't it? Yeah. But, you know, they do make games or they often acquire companies that make games too because there was also... Well, obviously, they acquired Rare, so all of the Banjo games now, 
they acquired Bungie. So all Halo related games. Blinks the Time Sweeper. Who made that? That was them though, wasn't it? In some shape or form. Minecraft is owned by them now. But Bungie spun back out. It's weird, isn't it, right? <laughs> they spun back out. Yeah, it's true. They spun in, they spun out. They spun out Halo into 343, didn't they? You know, they've done the same with Gears of War. They've... True. Given it to another studio. It's all a bit weird over there. Yeah, it is all a bit weird. Anyway, you're right, though. I don't care about any of them either. <laughs> and I heard Dead Rising 4 was garbage, so turns out I didn't need to worry about that either. They could announce Minecraft 2. <laughs> what would Minecraft 2 be? What is the shape with one more side than a cube? They don't tessellate well. That's not going to work. We can move on? Yeah, let's move on. So next up, it's Sony. Monday, June the 12th. 6pm PDT. 1am GMT. Tuesday. So I noted a couple down here. I, I went with Spider-Man. Dare I ask what you know of Spider-Man? Uh, Does whatever a spider can. I did not watch any of the footage of the previous Spider-Man game. Sorry. So I know basically nothing about it. Did it look good? So Insomniac Games are doing it. And they're the guys behind, oh, I've, I've lost Sunset. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. And Ratchet and Clank. Ah. So they can make games. Decent games at that. I don't think I've played any of their games. And when they showed it off last year, this was the one where they showed off in 4K, I believe, and the checkered... Checkerboarding. Do I mean that? I don't know, because I didn't see it. Checkerboarding in what way? So, they'll, ch- they'll checkerboard... Oh, this is going to be bad. Okay, let's not talk about it. It's going to get t- technical. I'm going to get myself in a twist. Checkerboarding, do you mean... You'll upscale what's on the frame buffer to 4K from a somewhat lower frame buffer resolution. Okay, okay. Fine, we can move on. We can move on if it's technical mumbo-jumbo. But I wanted to say, we we don't have a a, a current-gen open-world game yet. Can I say that? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, I guess, in the sense that they are all... All the ones I can think of... Well, ones that come to mind. GTA V, Skyrim, blah, 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 blah. But all those originated on the previous generation, didn't they? Yeah, I guess... What's the other one that I want to talk about? The Witcher 3? That's the one. Is that from this generation? Yes, that is. Okay. So The Witcher 3, which we still haven't played, either of us. We can't really comment. Yeah. I did install it. I still haven't played it. We can move on to the other one, which was Nino Kuni 2. But this is something you know about. Oh, I want to play this game. I watched the trailer for it. See, I remember... Was it last E3 they showed the trailer for it? Yes. And I was like, oh, it looks so cute. I want to play this game. But the problem is, I don't think I should allow myself to buy this game until I have played and finished. Well, at least Final Fantasy XV and probably Persona 5 as well. Where did Persona 5 come from? It came from Japan. It's made by a company called Atlas. I don't own Persona 5 yet. I haven't bought it. But I wanted to play Persona 5. I mean, me playing Nino Kuni 2 is no crazier than me playing Persona 5. I mean, I haven't played Personas 1 to 4, but I haven't played Nino Kuni either, so... But adding Persona 5 to your backlog just like that seems kind of crazy. Well, it was already on my backlog, kind of, sort of, nebulously. Didn't you say you wanted to play it? I do, but it's not on the backlog. It's not on the backlog. You taught me not to create a backlog. 
Well, I don't really have a backlog. It's all kind of just jumbled up. The thing is, you know, for there to be a backlog, I would have to play them in order. Whereas what happens more normally is I'm playing a game, I finish it, and then instead of playing the next game on my backlog, I just think, oh, you know, Cooney 2 is out. I should play it. And meanwhile, Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> which I played two hours of, I still haven't picked back up. Whoops. This is announced for 2017. I wonder if this is correct. Don't know. We'll find out. Could be. It might be like the end of 2017. Then again, it's already June. When did that happen? Well, actually a few days ago. But still. How is it June already? A lot has happened. So I I tried to pick out a couple that you may have been interested in. That's Death Stranding and Detroit Become Human. Now, we already talked about Detroit a while back. This time last year, probably. Probably this time last year. This is when all these things were announced last time. And I remember thinking, oh, Detroit, it looks like heavy rain, but maybe good this time. Heavy rain was all right, actually, because I hadn't had the twist spoiled for me. Maybe me saying there's a twist is itself a spoiler. Sorry. But heavy rain was interesting, but not fun, if that makes any sense. Yes, it was, in- yeah. it was an interesting story. And also it being told as a game really worked. Like, I don't think you could tell that story as a film and have it have the same impact as it being told as a game. So on that level, great success. But on the other hand, it was just not fun as a game. I felt like the actual gameplay of it is just a succession of quick time events. And there's no like agency to it, which is really tough because obviously if you want to tell a story it's very hard to give you agency because then you could go off the rails and then your story is junked so i'm not saying it's easy and maybe it's not even possible who knows but detroit become human mm, they're taking another shot at it and will it be telling another very interesting story that you could only really tell well through a game i don't know the trailer last year seemed to show a lot more like branching to it it showed many different outcomes to that first case you know that gives me hope that there is more agency because that's really what you want you want to feel like your decisions matter anyway so yes i'm interested but who knows who knows and death stranding who knows i mean what is it like a virtual pet an oily baby simulator You'd be surprised if it was, though. That's all you want <laughs> I, to be. I'd be surprised. Like, oh, Hideo Kojima, you've really surprised me with this one. I was not expecting Oily Baby Simulator 2017. Yeah, I don't know. You'll tell me there's such a thing as a, a bad surprise. <laughs> bad surprise. There's lots of bad surprises. There's lots of bad surprises. For example, you land at the airport. Surprise, we lost your luggage. That'd be a bad surprise. <laughs> Fortunately, I haven't experienced that bad surprise or... Maybe you get to the airport. Surprise, all our IT systems are down. Fortunately, I was not flying with BA. So moving on. Next up, and the final one is Nintendo. Tuesday, June 13th. 9am PDT. 4pm GMT. So in this show, or in this year, Nintendo are going to show a lot of... They've said they're going to go big this E3. It's a big E3 for them, but they're not doing a presentation like the others. They're doing another Nintendo Direct Treehouse virtual presentation thingy. They have a few games, but there's only one we care about. Super Mario Odyssey, or however he says it. 
I'm really interested in this one because it looks like a Super Mario game in the vein of Super Mario 64. Because the more recent 3D Super Marios have been very linear. You know, here's a world, but the star is at this end of it and you've got to get there. I mean, Super Mario 64 is more sandboxy. The star you picked at the level kind of entry affected the shape of the world. Sometimes it meant that you could only get that star, but often it kind of just changed some of the parameters of the world, but there were still other stars and you could find them and you could explore. It was much less directed. And I enjoyed that much more. And then again, like being full of good surprises, the idea that, you know, you were just in a castle and what was a level and was what was not a level. Some of the levels were really obvious. They were like paintings, you jump into them, but Others of them were hidden, like there was a clock. You could just jump into the clock and that was a whole world as well. So I'm really hoping Super Mario Odyssey is going to be more like that. There's going to be all these different worlds. They're all going to be connected in different ways. But it's going to be less level-like and more sandboxy. Maybe I'll be disappointed. Maybe it'll surprise me and it'll be something totally different, but still great. There's nothing shown that says it'll be sandboxy. Or non-linear. Yeah, maybe I've just invented this. I don't know. It's called Odyssey. That just gives me this sense of like adventure and journeying and finding things. Well done, marketing. Well done, marketing. Yeah. Also, he's got a rabbit in his hat. He has a hat he can throw as well. He can throw a hat that's got a rabbit in it. Isn't this animal cruelty? Yeah, I have no idea, really. I've just magicked up this idea that it's going to be more sandboxy. You might be right. He's dreaming, at least. We'll start with that. Well, they, they showed a few scenes of it before, didn't they? They showed kind of like pinatery, kind of South American-y town. And then they also showed, what, like a New York kind of cityscape. Yes. With humans in it. With humans in it, which is crazy. Very unlike a normal Mario game. So, but, you know, I can dream. I'm just imagining maybe like the levels will be connected to each other. Like maybe there'll just be a pipe in the city and you jump into it and you go to another level and it will be interconnected that way. Like the idea of like there being a hub world. So, I mean, cause if you think like in galaxy, for example, there was kind of like a hub world, but it was very much like, this is the level select screen. You go into this observatory and you pick, you know, that planet or something. Whereas, yeah, much more organically connected. Like 64. Like 64 or even sunshine. Oh yeah. Other than that, a load of other games. I'm, I'm hoping, surprise-wise, that they'll announce Super Mario Maker on the Switch, just so I can play all these batshit crazy Kaizo levels on the Switch. More likely what will happen is I'll buy it and I'll be like, yes, finally I can play it. Call of Booty, Black's Crocs 2, here I come. And then five minutes later I'll be like, yeah, this is garbage. Fuck this. No, that, that, would, be, that would be a surprise. Not the bit you throwing it out of the window, <laughs> but... <laughs> Not the bit me rage quitting. But if they announced it at all, I'd it- like that. Super Mario Maker Deluxe, yeah. Yeah. That's something to be excited for. A rehash of a game released a few years ago on a dead platform. Yay. But actually, I would be quite excited. So they are going to put out their chat app. I don't know what kind of app. Voice and lobby chat app thing this summer. So they'll talk more about it at E3? I would assume so. What do you think about this? I can't tell if this is genius or idiocy. It's 
idiocy. <laughs> I, I think you're probably right. But it's an interesting... The thing is, like, most people who are going to want to use voice chat features on their console are going to have a smartphone. Yes. Because people who don't have a smartphone probably are either not going to want to use the voice chat features or shouldn't be using the voice chat features. Like maybe they're like six years old or something. So I don't know. It's just, it's just a really strange one. So it is really strange. I mean, on the pros, I'm thinking, oh, you could use it without having a switch on you. You could just drop into chat with your friends when you, you know, you don't have your switch with you. But then would you really do that? You've got other things to talk to. You know, you can talk to them without using the game voice chat then. What's the point? Have you seen the headset? There's some stupid dongle attachment thing, right? So you have to plug in both. Your phone has to plug into this dongle along with the switch, which then flows into the headset. I think that's dumb. I mean, well, the thing is, like, the whole point of this surely is have the headset just for the voice chat, plug it into your phone and have the game audio come out of the TV then. Well, I suppose it's in portable mode then, is it? Good point. Anyway, I just want achievements. I'm just going to throw it in there. I can't believe we didn't talk about this before, because remember you mentioned achievements, 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 and then when the Switch came out, we completely neglected to mention that there were no achievements. And I completely neglected to mention it because I just don't care. To me, I just didn't even notice because I just don't care. But I'm surprised you didn't make a big deal out of it. Like, where's my achievement for finding all 900 Korok seeds? Exactly. It's that sense of emptiness in your soul after you've done it. You think, wow, why did I waste all this time? No, because that's, you don't understand how achievements work or achievement in life works. You just look for the next achievement. That's why you need a stream of them presented before you. So you just know what, once you've completed one, you just move on to the next one before you realise how hollow it is. <laughs> Personally, this is just talking for myself here. Let's not... Let's not throw this. <laughs> Let's not stare into the abyss too long. Yeah. Achievements. They did say they were going to add them, didn't they? Actually, no, 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 no. Oh, I mean, take a step back. I mean, they didn't they make some patent about them? Didn't they patent something about achievements and taking a video of you achieving the achievement or something? Oh, that does ring a bell. Could be another company, though. I'm pretty sure it was Nintendo, because I'm pretty sure... It made news because it was Nintendo. Like, oh, Nintendo's going to finally add achievements. Whatever. I don't care. You never know. I might care. I might care if it becomes sufficiently exciting. Only if it can somehow establish you as a game snob. Somehow. A game snob. I'm already a game snob. I don't care about achievements. That's the thing. It's like, I've gone beyond such things. I make my own achievements. Or if if there was such a way, right? Where you could create your own achievements and be really freaking esoteric about them. <laughs> really esoteric about them. Play Super Mario Maker on Tuesday the 15th. Beat Call of Booty Black Crocs 2 15 times. While munching on a prawn sandwich. <laughs> While munching on a prawn sandwich. a use for the health sensor. You know, you can have like a DNA sampling. It's like, this is shrimp, not prawn. What about... The classic game selection. Because they've backpedaled on this, haven't they? Oh, good. This is good, yes. Because originally it was going to be, oh, hey, if you subscribe to the online service, you can get a classic game to play for that month. It's like, oh, yay. 
I can play Ice Climbers from the Famicom for a month. That's great value, right? So they have realized that this is terrible value compared to the competition. And they said, yeah, we're going to revamp it. It's going to be much better now. But I'm not sure if they've said exactly how they're revamping it yet. Will they talk more at E3? I'm sure they will. Oh, hopefully they'll expand the catalogue and commit to more. Yeah, they gave some indication that while you are subscribed to the online service, it's just like an all-you-can-eat Netflix of classic games. But Netflix has hundreds of programming you could watch. Yeah, but Nintendo's backlog of ROMs is also enormous, surely. But then they can't monetize it if they do it like that. Well, they can, because you can only play them while you're subscribed. So it's not like you're going to be like, oh, I've played all the games I want to play. Unsubscribe. Oh, I see. So you have two alternatives. Either you stay subscribed or you just buy it outright. Yeah. Is how I'm interpreting it. I don't know. I don't think they've really put it in black and white yet, but they probably will in a week's time. Satisfied? Yes. We can move on to the publishers then. So the first publisher with their conference is EA. Saturday, June 10th. 12pm PDT. 7pm GMT. Can I just go on a tangent quickly? Is 12pm a time to you? Are you one of those people who says 12pm isn't a time? It's not real time. Who says that? Because they're wrong. Good. Because if 12pm is not a real time, sorry, I have to correct this. If 12pm is not a real time, then what would you call noon? Noon or midday? Who says this so I can tell them they're wrong? You just have to cut it out. (laughs) We'll tell you this. When you tell them to do something at 12pm, they'll say, I don't know what time you're talking about. I guess you're talking about noon. Are you talking... Is this a... Yeah, you're right. I'm going to have to cut all this out. Is is this... I mean, okay. okay. Without naming names, is this someone who says bi-weekly? Because bi-weekly is garbage. Anyone who says bi-weekly should be slapped. I've started the same bi-weekly. Oh, just... Okay. When someone says bi-weekly, do they mean twice a week or do they mean every two weeks do you want me to start saying fortnightly just to push your agenda fortnightly is how you should say every two weeks bi-weekly to me is quite ambiguous for like a traditionally like a really english establishment or institution you'd think we'd get that one right shocking so I, I wanted to start off with the new Bioware IP. Is this published by EA? I guess it is published by EA, isn't it? Yes. My mind is just boggling, sorry. What could make you care at all about a new Bioware IP? I don't think they'll show it or talk about it, but let's talk about surprises, right? I think the problem is I have not really liked any of the recent Bioware stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, okay? I've quite liked it. I, I, I wouldn't say I dislike it, but I haven't really, like... Nothing has had the impact on me that, say, Baldur's Gate did. And I think... I think for me, the problem is that the way these games have gone, these kind of 
let's just make it more concrete. Bioware is famous for RPGs. And the way they've achieved mass market appeal is by being more cinematic and having voice acting for everything. And this definitely makes it much more accessible. But it also dramatically cuts down the possibility space of what the game can do because it's just too expensive. You, you can't, you can't have so many options because you have to record someone saying all of these options and you can't have like a really lengthy and in-depth dialogue tree because it's just, you know, it will just get out of control. You can't have someone speaking, you know, like a paragraph of text. It will just get boring. But having someone read that much text is not unreasonable. Although then again, maybe I'm just thinking that because I read fast. So I don't know. For me, stuff like Baldur's Gate 2 and Baldur's Gate, you know, there were so many possibilities. The storyline went in all different directions. There were so many side quests that were arguably as interesting as the main story. And, you know, I want to go back to that. That's what I want. I want something like really deep and immersive and engaging but I just don't think their recent stuff can do it. So I don't know. I don't know what they can do. They could do an like a three D isometric. I, I cannot imagine that they will. And and the thing is Let's mention in case they do. Let's mention in case they do. Well the thing is I'm probably also wrong about this. Part uh the Pillars of Eternity. Pillars of Eternity. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm probably wrong because people are making games like this. Pillars of Eternity is a game, like I'm saying, that I want, and I haven't played it. So, what do I know? Haven't you? I I installed it. I own it, and I installed it. Never got around to playing it. So you played Divinity instead? Played Divinity, yeah. Which was interesting for different reasons. The storyline was pretty garbage, but the actual gameplay of Divinity was really good. Very interesting. Lots of environmental effects and kind of procedural, almost combat yeah who knows who knows what they can do maybe they can surprise me did i make a note of all the star wars ip that they have do you care about star wars that much do i care about star wars that much uh not for a long time oh what would surprise me maybe they made a new x-wing game with tie fighter you know that would be interesting did you play x-wing or tie fighter or x-wing versus tie fighter I, I was about to say I never owned it, but I did own X-Men vs. TIE Fighter. But at the time, I did not have a PC. This is going back a long, long way. But I used to go around to my aunt's house and my cousin had a PC and I would play X-Wing on his PC or TIE Fighter on his PC. I was really interested in it. I never got very far because I never actually owned it. So I was pretty bad at it. I will join you. I would be surprised too. <laughs> I would be surprised, but I would, would you be, be excited? Su- I think it would be good. Yeah. I think I would. It would be good. I think a, a game like that is ripe for a comeback. Actually, I say a game like that is ripe for a comeback. I don't know if it's really ripe for a comeback. But you know what's sad, right? 3D space shooter stuff. It's a genre that has not really been represented well at all recently. But if you think even like, it's probably like more than 10 years ago now, there was the last really great 3D space shooter, um, Free Space 2. Do you ever see that? Yeah, with the massive capital ships. So good. And like when they fire those beam weapons, you know, you really feel it. 
that was like 10 years ago and it was already so awesome like the sense of like scale and power and everything imagine what they could do now with the current gen stuff and the closest we've got is like star citizen maybe which is not out and then elite which is kind of you know intimidatingly hard to get started with so maybe making an x-wing or a tie fighter that's a bit more a bit more arcadey but still has that campaign kind of feel that could be really good i don't know why i've just suddenly gone off on that tangent I mean, when you're talking about Star Wars games, I think it's more FPS type stuff, isn't it? It's like another Battlefront game, and then... Do I mean Battlefront? You do, yes, you do. And there's an action-adventure game. There have been RTSs as well. It's all a bit weird over there. We can move on. Bethesda is up next. So the big thing with Bethesda is that they have done this Bethesda land. Are we not going to do the time? When's Bethesda? Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Bethesda is Sunday, June 11th, 7pm PDT, 2am GMT, Sunday. Okay, so now can I talk about Bethesda Land? Of course you can, yeah. They've put out this Bethesda Land thing. Image. Image. So it's kind of showing a theme park with zones themed after their major games that have come out recently or that they're going to talk about, I assume. And there's two areas that say under construction. So that's what everyone's speculating. Are they going to talk about those games that are in Bethesda land, including these two new IPs, and what are they going to be? They should do. So rumour has it that one of them will be Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Yep. And the other, the Evil Within 2. Oh, yeah. That's it. But maybe that's just to distract us from maybe an update to one of their main series. I would really like it if they did another main series Elder Scrolls game. But they need more time, because otherwise it's going to use the same engine as Fallout 4. Oh, I thought you were going to say Skyrim, and I was be like, it's been ages since Skyrim, but then you said Fallout 4, and like, oh yeah, hmm, that's not too bad, is it? Really, you would accept that? Yeah, I would accept that. Okay, if you accept it, let's do it. It's going to happen this year, they're going to announce it. I don't think the engine is the limiting factor here. I think it looks good enough. I just realised Fallout 4 is a current-gen sandbox game. Uh. Yeah, although having said that, I don't know, because in the same way that Fallout just became Oblivion with guns, and then now we're going to end up with an Elder Scrolls game that is Fallout with swords, you know, it's going to have been sufficiently dumbed down that it's like, where's my spellmaker? Oh, you don't need the spellmaker. No, but I want the spellmaker. Oh, no, we're going to give you spells. And like, oh, please spare me. So, I don't know. I think I'm hearkening back to the, you know, I want the old days of things being needlessly complicated. But obviously, that's not the way things are going. So, who knows? Who knows what they're going to make? Yeah, more likely it's going to be a bunch of FPSs. I've not played the new Wolfenstein game. I did hear it was good. Ditto, ditto. Goodness knows about the evil within. I heard that was mediocre. But showed potential. So maybe they'll realise it with a sequel. I'm not a huge fan of horror games, actually. But you played Last of Us. Last of Us isn't a horror game. It's like an action... adventure game. Survival. Survival... Not, not really. 
I mean, this is getting into another tangent, but you know, what makes a game a horror game versus an action game? And if you think about it, there are a few people who've done very good videos on this. There's one done by Mark Brown, the Game Makers Toolkit guy. And there's another kind of one similar topic by George Weedman, uh, Super Bunny Hop. And they are both talking about what makes a game a horror game versus an action game and how, you know, the difference between Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5. Forget about the setting of zombies or whatever, but the controls of Resident Evil 3 are still very much, you know, you're fighting against them. It's very hard to effectively fight things because of the controls. And then the evolution from 4 to 5 to 6, it becomes basically a run and gun shooter. And even if you had the same kind of ammo constraints as in the earlier games, you still would feel powerful because you can nimbly duck and dodge. You know, you never feel like you're fighting against something. Anyway, there you go. A tangent. Anything you want to see from them? I want to see a new Elder Scrolls. You've never even played any of the Elder Scrolls. I played two hours. I tried to stream it to you. Of Skyrim. And you were like, I don't get it. It's boring. Oh, yeah. Or OBS is killing my machine. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what I was doing in 2009 that made me not buy Skyrim. It's funny because I didn't buy Skyrim at launch. I bought Morrowind and found my PC was unable to play it and I had to get a new PC in order to be able to play Morrowind. And it was like worth it. Like I played so much Morrowind. And then I bought Oblivion and I was actually really disappointed by Oblivion. I thought it was a massive step back from Morrowind. It was fun for a bit, but it just didn't have anywhere near the depth or... You know, it looked prettier, but it had just been simplified so much that it didn't have the same hold on me. And then after that, when Skyrim came out, I was just like, "Uh, it doesn't really excite me. But I did eventually buy it and I did enjoy it. I finished it. But again, it didn't have the depth of Morrowind. Moving on then. There's a PC gaming show. Okay. Now, this PC gaming show is actually sponsored by some very specific companies yes it is but i don't know them me neither because last time around it's like amd wasn't it yeah so this time it's oh, i literally cannot remember i literally cannot remember but anyway it's on monday june 12th 10 a.m pdt 5 p.m gmt you're, you're the one who subscribes to the pc master race yeah well you know, you asked me, what would you want to see? And I was like, Half-Life 3 confirmed. But obviously, I don't think that's very likely. And then I was thinking, what else would I want to see? Oh, I'd like to see a new XCOM game. Oh, wait, we're getting that kind of in Phoenix Point. And then I was like, what else would I like to see? Maybe a new System Shock? That'd be cool. Oh, wait, they're making that. So I don't know. I, I think really for getting sequels and remakes and whatever. Yeah, you know, as usual, I'd like to be surprised and... I can't really say what I'd like to be surprised with because then it won't be a surprise. So we'll see what happens. I can't imagine that the PC gaming show is going to show us anything terribly exciting just because PC is so fragmented and weird and some of the best stuff comes out of small companies who are doing experimental stuff. You know, you, you can't really predict it. Like PUBG, for example... 
PUBG's going to be at E3. Is it really? Yeah. Is it really? They're going to seal the doors and only one person's going to be able to leave. Because it's going to come out of early access this year, right? That's the plan. Is it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Good. It's great. Although I can't play because my PC's still dead. We can move on to the final publisher with its own conference. And it's Ubisoft. I was going to say, do you say Ubisoft or do you say Ubisoft? I say Ubisoft. Good. Monday, June 12th, 1pm PDT, 8pm GMT. So I've put down a few franchises. You've not played any of them. (laughs) I've not played any of them. Yeah, whoops. But you must know of them. Of course I know of them. And you've seen gameplay of them. Yeah. It's just weird how many series I've managed to miss. And then now these series have just gone on so far and it's just really awkward now because it's like do i just jump in on the fifth installment well i mean that's what i was going to do in persona so fine i guess there was a time when ubisoft were, were the good guys and they would create new ip and not milk things until they were bleeding but then also you play uh but you've got you play now right do i uh not by choice and did you download the crew for free i don't know did i i might have done it by accident is it 30 days? I don't know. When, when, when was Wait. this? So they did a Christmas 30 days of... Oh, the 30 days of... Yeah, okay. But they then also did one per month. Yes. For nine months. Yes. Something like that. Yes. For some time anyway. Yes, I was downloading those. Well, I was adding them to my account, but I don't actually have Uplay installed on my machine. <laughs> so I've, I put down Far Cry 5. Have you seen the new trailer for it? No, sorry, I didn't actually watch it because I, I was on holiday, man. Should I watch it now? We should watch it. I think we should watch it. Okay, one sec. I am your father, and you are my children. Could be interesting. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize it was set in the US. Yeah, they've changed it. They've changed it up. Maybe it's enough for them to do something different. I just think it just seems so unlike, oh, would this really happen? They'd send in the freaking army if this happened. But the division happened. But the division happened. <laughs> I hate to break this to you, Ting, but the division's a game. It didn't really happen. New York's still there. You can visit. I think they've got a sculpture park. <laughs> Should get out more, shouldn't I? Yeah, interesting, though. I've not played any of the Far Cry games, whoops. So, I don't know. Maybe this is as good a point as any to jump in. The other one I wanted to wear was Assassin's Creed Origins. So I don't know if it's confirmed that it's set in Egypt. I say that as a question, thinking you'll answer it, but you won't. I have no idea. Sorry. Um, I've always enjoyed the Assassin's Creed games because it's... So have you played them? The original, the first few... And I sort of dropped off because they got all a bit repetitive. Didn't the plot kind of go a bit wonky? Because there was the Templars and the Assassins. And then didn't it go really meta? Because the Templars are actually masquerading as Abstergo, a games company that's making Assassin's Creed. And then the present day... Didn't the good guys become the bad guys and the bad guys become the good guys? And then the more recent Assassin's Creed games, they just completely dropped the whole plot line, haven't they? They're just like, oh, if we finish this plot line, 
then we have to stop making this game. So let's just forget about the plot and just keep making games where you're an assassin in a cool s- setting. And then, then they made a movie. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I heard it was bad. I don't know. It's weird because living in Hong Kong, I don't really watch TV and I don't get really shown like mobile gaming adverts on YouTube. So I don't get to see any like cinema advert stuff. So a lot of these movies just come out and I'm like, wait, they made a what film? Like, have you seen the Warcraft movie yet? Well, I know it exists. I haven't watched it. So who knows? But they do build their cities very well. Really crazily well. Almost bought the one that was set in London. But I didn't. Might be interesting to play one that's set in a city you actually know. Yeah, same reason I wanted to play Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, I was just thinking, again, I should play Sleeping Dogs. Anyway, tangent again. We should play it and then critique it. Next book club game, maybe. And the last one was The Crew 2. Have you heard of this? It's a racing game. I don't don't really know. So originally the premise was they recreated the US in a game. So you could drive from the East Coast to West Coast. Obviously it's a truncated version of the US. So it takes like 15, 10 to 15 minutes to drive from East to West. Now didn't Truck Simulator do that too? Probably does it better. I think it does do it better. Maybe that's why everyone's buying Euro Truck Simulator. It's really popular. But anyway, the crew too. Well, if they can come good on their promise, that'd be amazing. As I'm becoming a dad, all I can do is enjoy the world through computer games. (laughs) Hopefully that's not really going to be true. But for now it will be. So, fun with the crew is they put a lot of RPG elements on top of a a racing game. And I think you can get away with it in an FPS, but you can't really get away with it in a driving game. Yeah, I have some vague recollection of all this, but because it's not the sort of game I would naturally buy anyway, I guess I didn't really follow it too much. Also, I've added a couple of other ones in case you have anything to comment. So did you know there's a Mario Cross Rabbids RPG? It's an RPG? Oh, I assumed it was an RPG. Might not be an RPG. I assumed it was a collection of minigames. All I knew about it was that the name, I I heard it had leaked, but... I know nothing else about it. If you'd asked me to guess what it was, I'd have said a collection of garbage mini games. For some reason, I've, assu- I've assumed it was an RPG, but I might be wrong. If it was an RPG, that would be interesting. If it was like Super Mario RPG, but with rabbits, that might be quite cool. And the other one I noted down was... The Division 2. Season 2, sorry. It shouldn't be... Two. Yeah, it's Year 2 of The Division, in the same way that we've had Year 2 of Destiny. Do you care? We've kind of stopped playing The Division, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of just fizzled out. But Kevin does try, bless him. Really? He does message me to get the, was it the supply drop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've just completely fizzled out on the division. What can I say? And one last one. Because you've not played the first South Park RPG, does that mean you can't play this one? Oh, you know what's funny? I started playing The Stick of Truth. Did I tell you about this? You told me you started. I started. I played I played a couple of hours of it. But again, it kind of just fizzled out. I just couldn't sustain it. Did I, did I tell you why? No, you didn't tell me why. It's a, it's a really dumb reason why. But I thought I should make a character that looked vaguely like me. So I gave him kind of like an Asian skin tone. And then, of all things, I just felt really unnatural. Because <laughs> like most of the characters in South Park are white, right? 
And it just felt really weird having a protagonist that wasn't white and sapphire. This probably says loads of weird stuff about me, but I just felt like, this feels really weird. I think I kind of want to start again and just make a character that just looks nothing like me and I can experience the game that way. I, I just, it just felt too creepy. Without it, discrimination nor judgment. Yeah, it just felt really weird. It just didn't feel like, it just felt too weird. It's having, like subtle racism within the game. I don't know. No, it's, it's within my brain is the problem. You know, it just kind of felt wrong watching an episode of South Park like that. It was just like, what does this say about me? You should yeah. write a blog about that. I should write a blog post, sorry. A blog about my internalised self-loathing. Yeah. yeah. Commentary on the on the greater society. About what it's done to my brain. So anyway, so I started playing it and then I was like, I don't want to get too far into this. I think I want to start again. And then just never got around to it. So lastly, we have a couple of off-conference games starting with destiny 2 destiny 2 hmm they did release a load more stuff about it didn't they there's different kinds of weapons there's like kinetic weapons and energy weapons and stuff and then new classes and oh i'm not starting sure. from scratch is fun though starting from scratch is fun i'm glad i didn't waste any more time on destiny this year i can tell you given that it's all going down the toilet anyway even with the taken king i could really see what they were doing and they already had the core gameplay sewn up, I thought. I just think it's a real shame that the story was such a train wreck. I really like the story in this sort of thing. It's funny me saying that in a way about Destiny because I totally didn't pay attention to the story in World of Warcraft. Didn't you? No, for World of Warcraft, I was very much like, skip, 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 where's the loot? But for some reason Destiny I was very interested in the story and then the story was just really bad because it's sci-fi yeah maybe I I think also just because it was less convoluted like the story in World of Warcraft there's just so much of it just so much of it can never be satisfied can you no of course not being satisfied is like you know accepting happiness (laughs) I will not accept it (sighs) yes so do you think you could be surprised by Destiny? Yeah, I think I could be surprised. But it looks, it really looks like more of the same, which I guess is not a bad thing. I mean, how many hours did I play Destiny? Because we tried to work it out, didn't we? And it was in the hundreds of hours I played it, which is quite alarming. Because it doesn't have an in-game counter, but yeah, that's a lot of Destiny. How the hell did I play so much Destiny? Maybe most of it was in orbit, though. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I do remember one time, I remember playing it to the point that my inventory was full and my post box was full, like, of items that I hadn't picked up, playing, like, 30 strikes back to back or something. Like, I remember at one point I did just, like, play Destiny a whole weekend or something, because I was just like, I want to escape from the reality, I'm just going to go and shoot things, and I just completely disconnected from all reality for, like, a weekend. It was quite bad, actually. Quite good. Not really. Anyway... Yeah, hundreds of hours, quite disturbing. So, I obviously did enjoy it for a bit. We all did. The thing is, though, I think that what I enjoyed about Destiny was the overpowered year one weaponry and cheesing it. And I know it's a much more balanced game now, but it just wasn't as much fun. You know, I really liked us all having icebreakers and like pew pew lasering things endlessly 
from, you know, six miles away. We're all hiding on a pillar on a piece of geometry that's supposed to be outside the collision box of the game and then just sniping down the boss because we can. You know, I enjoyed doing weird exploity stuff like that. And then we tried to play Taken King and we were trying to cheese it and we couldn't. And it was actually, in a way, less fun. Well, it was a different kind of fun, I don't know. I think we just weren't in the right frame of mind to play it that way. And they did talk of having stories tied to how you got your weaponry, and they they achieved that, but not in a way they expected. Which <laughs> is like, yeah, do you remember we cheesed that boss and Tank got Galahorn? Yeah. I had one more. I put Kingdom Hearts 3 down. Why? You've never played you've never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. You've never played any of the Final Fantasy games. It's crazy how a game I've never played still gives me a warm fuzzy feeling inside. It's what I believe it to be. Do you did you watch the video about the story of Kingdom Hearts, like the backstory of Kingdom Hearts, the one hour long quick refresher on the story of Kingdom Hearts? Back when they thought Kingdom Hearts 3 was around the corner and they were like, Oh, here's a refresher on Kingdom Hearts, you can jump right in. (laughs) <laughs> it's like an hour long <laughs> and that's like the condensed version so it has a bad story it's just got a really convoluted story it's nuts does it do Disney well it's really hard for me to say because I just I haven't played Kingdom Hearts I play, I did play a bit of Kingdom Hearts 1 I played like 6 to 8 hours of it I think something else we could try the thing is, it must be really good. And it has a rabid fan base who are just, you know, they want the third installment. I mean, they keep putting out intermediate stories and stuff like, give us part three. It's like the Half-Life 3 of console gaming. I don't know. And they've not yet confirmed what IP will be in it. That's what makes it interesting. Imagine it. I mean, you said Star Wars. They could put Star Wars in it now. That would be fascinating. Yeah. That would be crazy, actually. Can you imagine Darth Vader and, like, the Death Star shows up and blows up your gummy ship or something? And Pixar. Some Pixar properties, at least. Yeah, they do have a very wide pool that they can pull from now. But... They probably won't show anything, if I'm honest. These are some slow developers who like to take their time. So that's me done. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, You know, I'm just so... I've just not been paying enough attention to the games industry. I've completely lost track of what's coming out. I think a lot of the... A lot of the stuff I've enjoyed has been a surprise anyway. You know, it's not been stuff that's been really hyped or a massive sequel or something. There is loads of stuff that's like more formulaic turning the handle that is coming. Like I know there's a Horizons or a Dawn DLC. Formulaic turning the handle. Yeah. So rude. So rude. There's the thing, it's become too slick. It's too expensive to make these games. They have to make stuff that's a sure hit, you know? Horizons Zero Dawn sold well, let's make DLC for it. Can't blame them. I think I'm most excited for Switch stuff, to be honest. Because I found myself playing the Switch a lot. Because it's just very easy to... Well, it's because it's portable too. And, you know, when I've been away, I can just take it with me and stuff. So I found myself most interested in Switch stuff recently. But we shall see. I've just remembered Nicholas is one of the developers on the PC gaming showcase thing, isn't it? 
they're the publishers of all those indie games. So maybe they'll have some good and crazy stuff to show. Anyway, I felt that this was a very random and unfocused episode. Sorry, in my defence, I've slept four hours in the past 24. Uh, it was okay. I think the only bit where it got me weird was where there's been no open world games on the on the current gen. <laughs> and then we remembered a low. Like, oh. What we can say, there'd be no cities maybe represented in the current gen, which I think is fair. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... Well, it's four, oh. four centimeters. <laughs> so it seems that we're both kind of broken. You know, I literally just stepped off a plane before this recording. What's your excuse? I had to work all week. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Even Fair though enough. it is the end of the weekend. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. And please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. That's it. There's the YouTube. Oh, okay then. And you can find us on YouTube as well. Please subscribe. Then we can have a catchy URL. It was pointed out on Reddit, no less. Why don't we use a URL shortener? We can have a catchy URL that way. But I haven't done it yet. But the link will be in the show notes to the YouTube channel. One last thing. You must have plenty to be grateful for. <sighs> I feel like it I feel like it's like a chore. You know, it's like, and you must write down the three things you're grateful for today. You have to have one. You can just say McDonald's. McDonald's. I had a delicious McDonald's Shiracha chicken burger. Uh, there's many things to be grateful for. You know, I've been on holiday. It's been easy. I did so many fun things. But yes, today I ate a chicken burger. That was tasty. My chicken burger was good as well, by the way. Yours wasn't deep fried though, was it? No, but... But it was healthy. Yeah. Very good. So Michael says bye. Bye Bye-bye.